listeners, welcome to our brand new third season of Mind Your Business podcast. My name is Mia Gomez. And my name is Carlos Mora, and we will be hosting this episode. First, we want to give a special shout out to Studio G, uh, powered by the Mike Loya Center for Innovation and Commerce, where we help UTEP students and alumni to grow their business. Be your own boss. In today's episode, we will learn how the Canatillo Student Scholars Network started. Today, we have a very special guest, the founder of Canatillo Student Scholars Network, Tristan Hernandez. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Very, very welcome, and, and we're so grateful for you to be here to take time out of your day to share your success story with UTEP students and all, all our listeners. So thank you so much for your time, Tristan. So let me ask you, Tristan, where are you from? Um, so I was born and raised here in El Paso. Um, we've been part of the Canatillo community for, you know, as long as I can remember. My mom graduated high school from there. Um, most of her family did. So, yeah, born, born and raised here in El Paso. That's, that's cool. And, and can I ask you, what are you studying here at UTEP? Yeah, so I'm studying engineering leadership. Uh, and I have a concentration in electrical engineering. So I actually started in electrical engineering, but I switched over to engineering leadership because I got an internship with El Paso Electric and I was shadowing some of the engineers and I met some um, E-Lead graduates who um, worked at the company and they pretty much convinced me like, hey, this is a really cool um, major when what it does is entwines the business aspect to the engineering um, disciplines that UTEP offers. Uh, so it really brings everything together, I think, because... I'm allowed now to go and I can work a lot better through the skills I build in Elite with um, communication, talking to people, working in teams, which is a lot of what you do in the professional world that I don't think that the traditional engineering experience offers. Um, so yeah, that, that's a long-winded version to say I'm studying uh, engineering leadership. <laughs> First of all, congratulations on your internship. And Thank I have one, one of my friends, uh, one of the closest ones, she's also studying engineering leadership. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunities that you can get from that major. So congratulations to you. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so now moving on, uh, I wanted to ask you, Tristan, what is gonna do your Student Scholars Network for all of our listeners out there? Gotcha. So what gonna do Student Scholars um, Network is, is it's a mentorship program. Uh, for high school juniors and seniors to transition to college, right? And what makes us different, though, is that, one, we are community-based in Canotillo just because that's where we're from. We want to help out. Um, but secondly, we're going to be pairing up the high school students, the juniors and seniors, with mentors who are early on in their professional careers or still at the university, right? So that way, those high school students can see, oh, um, this person has the same background as me. They talk like me, sound like me live by me um, and this is the cool things that they're doing at the university level maybe I maybe they can inspire the student the mentor can inspire the student and they can say hey you know what these are options for me you know either to finance school out of state or to go do study abroad do an internship find grants scholarships um, things like that that the students are mentors the university mentors are currently doing that the high school students can go ahead and see that and model their journeys on how they want to go um, into that uh, field. Like, for example, right, we had a, a friend of ours um, go and move to college in New York, right? He got most of it paid for, um, so he's not paying for much. And we want to be able to, and if, I bet you anything, if you go and ask like high school students, oh, 
can you do that? And most of them are going to say no. And if you ask them why, it's going to be because of financials, right? But the reality is there's a lot of potential out there that I think the high school students aren't getting exposure to. And that's kind of what the essence of Canotillo Student Scholars um, Network is, is it's to build that cycle of success and mentorship in our community. Tristan, um, I'm not even from the Canotillo community, but I just want to say thank you on their behalf. What you're doing is not only changing um, Canotillo high school students, but it's opening doors for some other people that might also be inspired to take their community and to help them to graduate from college, to find new opportunities. So that's so amazing, Tristan, that there's no words to like, thank you for, for starting this. Thank you for being, for being the founder and helping so many high school students. Because if, if you go back, when I remember when I was a high school student, the only thing that I needed was guidance. And if that's why you're providing yeah. them support, if you're telling them we're here for you, and if they're seeing people that is graduating, people that is attending UTEP, UTEP students, they can see the, they can imagine themselves in your position as well. Yeah, big time. And I want to shoot the gratitude right back at you guys with Studio G and Blackstone. Um, just because we've been brainstorming this a lot with with your director and some of the graduate advisors. So you guys have really been the ones that really we had the idea and it was a good one, I think, right? I'm I'm kind of biased being the founder of it, but um you guys are really the ones that helped build that oh, this is what we want to do, this is how we're going to do it, and really helped us guide our way into it. The, the, um, I guess they're, you guys are kind of my mentor, right, in a sense, because I'm not familiar with the entrepreneurial space, so really to help us build that vision and guidance has been a huge help for us. And, and this is just, you're a success story, you're a success story for us, so we, we just want to highlight you to show students that just like the Blackstone Launchpad, Studio G, and the Mike Loya Center help you we can help so many students to also uh, launch their ideas, grow their business. So thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. We, we, we really appreciate it. We were like wondering who can participate in, in this Scholar Network. Gotcha. So as of right now, we want to keep it just for Canotillo, just because that's the area and community we're familiar with. But we do, once we get it off the ground and running, we do want to branch it out um, into other areas, different communities, maybe even section it off high school by high school and have the alumni or the, the university students from those high schools um, come back and really provide to the students. Uh, but as of right now, it's just for Ganatheo students. But if anybody wants um, any type of volunteer experience, please reach out. We're not, we're not uh, limiting it to just like, hey, you're not allowed because you're not in Ganatheo, right? Um, we'll find something. We'll we'll work it out. So if anyone's interested as listening or has a little brother, little sister, um, please have them reach out. Because the more the more people we get on board with this, the more students, high school students that are coming out, um, um, being our mentees, really provide success stories for us, even if they're not from Canotillo. But we are um, just limiting it to Canotillo for now until we have the ability to to scale up. For the listeners who are interested in contacting you, how can they contact you? Do you guys have social media and email? So um, right now we don't have the social media. We can, I can just do the email. Um, my, my student email is probably the best um, way to get back to me. You know, we're all students. Uh, I'm checking that thing almost religiously, uh, like twice an hour sometimes, just depending on what time of the day it is. But um, yeah, and then the email is, do you want me to give it to you guys afterwards or right now you can say it right now so that they can listen to it okay so it's it's gonna be um t a hernandez five 
and then at the miners.utep.edu. Awesome. Thank you for that. And, and let yeah. me ask you something um, about your, because that's the thing that I'm most curious about. How do you end up creating the Cano TU Student Scholar Network? What was your growth? What was your journey? How do you start it? How do you start at Blackstone Launchpad Studio G? How this this um, project born was born? Yeah, so I actually think it was born a long, long time ago, being that when I graduated high school, I always wanted to come back and give back to my community. That was always something I wanted to do, um, but I just didn't realize I could do it so soon. Uh, so when I was afforded the opportunity, I was actually appointed to the Canotillo School Board in December of 2020, um, when one of the, the trustees actually had to leave due to health reasons. Um, the spot opened up and I applied, they interviewed me, the board, and they said, hey, you know what, um, this kid, we want that youthful perspective, being that the youngest board member closest in my age is probably 15 plus years up. And, you know, they've, they've been out of high school, out of the, not even just high school, just the school system in general for such a long time that my youthful perspective was something that they wanted on the board. Um, so when I was on the board, I actually got reached out to by, by uh, someone at the, the school district and they said, hey, we have these, this handful of students and they really need help with some resume stuff. Um, they're going to um, college already, but they need help with resumes to go look for internships, scholarships. And sure enough, my brother and I helped them. They are doing pretty good right now. They got some internships, got some scholarship money. And when we came back and said, hey, this is what they did. Um, the, that person that reached out to me from the school district pretty much said, hey, why don't you try to do this on a, on a bigger scale, right? Which is what we tried doing with my brother and I tried getting like 10 to 12 students. Um, but it was a little too much for just the two of us. So they said, hey, you know what? Make it official. Go get some help. And um, that's how we kind of got into the entrepreneurial space. So I actually attended one of Blackstone's. I want to say it was the, the startup or the kickoff. Um, meeting where I met some people and um, that's how I got into the entrepreneurial space and kind of thought let me start a nonprofit and see how how this works you know and how we can make it credible and official as opposed to just um, me you know who's just some dude in the community reaching out and trying to get my my high school students to attend workshops and resumes sometimes after school hours so this really gives us that credibility even more so than um, me being on the school board already did. So that's kind of how we, we got from the idea stage when I was on the school board to now we're at, at this moment. Let me, let me correct you because you said that you're just some dude from the community. You're not just that. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a minor. You're someone that is changing their community. You're someone that it's helping some other people to make their dreams come true. So you're not just other dude from the community. Uh, if there's something that we love to highlight about your success story is your resilience. How many workshops, how many events you attended uh, here at the Michael Yass Center, all the opportunities that you took advantage of so you can bring an idea, let me start a nonprofit organization, and now we mentor you, but at the end of the day, you were the one who took the decision, the first step, and thanks to you, a lot of students are taking advantage of this. So you're not just some other dude, you're, you're a proud minor, <laughs> And, and this is a reason why we're like interviewing you. Cool. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really curious about all of the programs that you've uh, like participated on. Like, 
Can you tell us more about the programs, what you went through, what you learned, and how the university might have like supported you to create your business? Yeah, so man, that that's a that's gonna be a long-winded answer. So I'll try to keep it kind of short. Um, I I will say one of the first stages after I went to the startup um with Blackstone, they um your guys' director uh, Fernanda Fiscal, she's actually the one that um. And shout out to her because we actually she actually put me on another fellowship, which I'll get to in a second. But um, so she actually proposed to us to look into Studio G, um, which is where you believe I um work at, right, Mia? And yeah. I don't know if you remember, but when we were first in the ideation stages of it, I had actually reached out to you. Um, and not gonna lie, I was in my car in the same parking garage um because I was leaving work again. But um, I reached out to you. We weren't at that stage yet to jump into Studio G. Um, so we came back and we started working with um, Fernanda and her team, specifically uh, Carla and Pablo, um, with the idea the ideation stages of it and trying to get in that um, nonprofit status going. Um, and then yeah, so that's that's kind of the idea with Blackstone. But Fernanda put me on. Um, it was called the Future Founders uh, Fellowship, where they actually awarded us the Future Founders as a nonprofit. They awarded us. Um, five thousand dollars to go through a summer fellowship in which they taught us pitch skills um, how to find money how to talk to people communicate your idea how to get people on board pretty much all the things that we needed to be successful in the venture while also pairing us up with like-minded um, individuals who also got the fellowship and are starting the, um, their ventures whether it be a company nonprofit, um, community uh, initiative whatever it may be and that's what I think to go to circle back to the question. That's what I think UTEP really does well and what the university offers is that they give you those opportunities that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, specifically with that $5,000 is going to help us out a lot, getting it off the ground, getting it running and meeting those like-minded individuals. I actually met someone who's also from UTEP. His name is Derek. And um, he's actually looking at starting a nonprofit as well for um for, for migrant university students. So we're actually talking a lot and because we're kind of in the same space. And one of the things that the that I've gotten from UTIP especially is a huge sense of community on the entrepreneurial side of it. When at first I thought it was gonna be, everyone's gonna be mean, nobody's gonna wanna share anything because they're entrepreneurs, they don't wanna share their, their successful business, how they did it, when actually it's the complete opposite. Um, people are always willing to help you share what they did, how they did it, um, which is, honestly really huge because I when I came in um what people were telling me like in my life personal life um things like that they're like hey you know don't really trust those entrepreneurs because they're going to um stonewall you or they're going to look at you as competition when in reality that's not what I've experienced at all um everyone's always willing to help so I think that's the one thing that the university does is it pairs you with those resources and it pairs you with people who can help you um in any kind of entrepreneurial venture you want to start or do, even if that, even if you're not starting a venture or some type of business or nonprofit or corporation or anything, having those entrepreneurial skills in the normal workforce is huge. And that's what UTEP and the university offers you is that ability to hone those skills and, and build them from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Yes. If, if there's something that, that I say is that I'm a proud miner and that miners take care of miners at the end of the day, we're all from the same community. We all help each other. 
and we all take advantage of the opportunities but together there's no competition yeah competition when there's place for but there's some other things well we're gonna have a pitch competition in october just for you to to know um if you want to participate or all to our listeners so you can apply uh but yes other than that minors take care of minors and can i ask you how many students have signed up for for the um canada to students scholar network yeah so i'm not gonna lie i just drew i was just actually talking to fernanda i think it was like yesterday or wednesday and um yeah now i'm drawing a blank right now but um i will say we went in we presented to the high school students for on the high school side it's at least um 30 to 50 i think it's a little more than that that are interested wow. in the program yeah so it, it's really good i can't remember the exact number off the top of my head i'm drawing a blank but it, it's definitely within that 30 to 50 range um and then we're also on the so how we kind of sectioned it off was the high school side and then the university side, right? Both students, but the high school students and the university students. Right now, we have more high school students interested than the university students. Um, so right now, I think it's like 20 to 30 university students who are interested. Um, now it's just time for us to schedule those workshops, find times that work for them, and really just start pairing them up with those mentors, um, the high school students, so that way they can we can get this off the ground and running. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's been a little overwhelming um, because we have, we have a three person team founding it right now. And I'm the one handling a lot of the outreach, a lot of the communication in regards to um, getting it off the ground running and going back with the school districts. So at one point I had like, um, like 30 high school students, like, like emailing me and, and texting me. And I was like, no, that's, that's way too much. Right. Um, so we ended up just creating a Slack and we have them all in this little Slack channel. Um, which has really saved me a lot on, in regards to communication because I can just send out a mass text to them through Slack or something. Um, but yeah, that's about how many we have. Right Congratulations, because it's not easy. Sometimes you try people to like join an organization or something, but 30 to 50 students, that's a lot of students that have signed up. So congratulations to you, to all your team, to your idea, to your project. That's, I mean, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I would also like to um, just add one little point to that, too. Um, so all all those people, those students at the university and the high school level, not all of them are just here at UTEP. Um, we have about well, I'm not going to get to the numbers right now. I don't have them in front of me, so I don't want to like misconstrue them or anything. But we have um, representation and connections already with um, UT Austin, Texas Tech, A&M, um, some schools out of state as well. But in in. And what I mean by that is that we've already connected this graduating high school class, the class of 2022 that just graduated, it's their first semester in. Um, we've already started connecting them with um, our peers at the university level. Um, so even though they're not our first official, what we're going to be calling like our cohort or our first group of students coming out, um, we thought it was beneficial to start pairing them up right now because we thought, you know, might as well. Um, we already have those those networks ready reaching out. Uh, let's do it right now. And yeah, I just wanted to add that little caveat too. So thank you for everyone that's already helping and pairing up and setting up those lunches, um, coffee talks to talk about um, how college life has been for those students and how it's going to affect these first semester students coming in. Tristan, and how can students go and take advantage of Ganadillo Student Scholar Network? I know you mentioned the email, but is there another way that they can join? Gotcha. So as of right now, um, no, it's just through email, just because we haven't gotten the 501c3 nonprofit status yet. 
Um, so we're kind of waiting on that before we get into any official communication where a lot of it right now has just been unofficially us working on the side and getting those connections paired up. Um, so email is going to be honestly the way to the way to communicate right now if anyone's interested or wants to get on board. Um, but yeah, we don't, we don't have any official ways of communication or a website or anything like that yet. We're trying to get the nonprofit status first before we we jump into any of that. We're going to make sure to share at least that email as of, as of right now to all the YouTube students and whoever wants to join the kind of to use student scholar network but yeah again congratulations and then let me ask you if you have any future plans for your nonprofit what are you working on today yeah so what we're working on right now is definitely the 501c3 status because we think that's huge to build credibility um in the community to make sure everything's happening but um i will say the one issue we're running into is we don't want to file for the 501c3 and then have them send it back to us again, where they're saying, hey, like you need to fill this out or we recant it and bring it back because we wanna change the bylaws or we wanna do it. We wanna start off the bat immediately. We wanna start off correctly because and in my opinion, that's the easiest way for us to lose credibility is to have to recant something or say, hey, that's not what we intended by it. So we're trying to make sure that is solid before we actually file for the 501c3 status. And what I mean by like solid is that there's not going to be any loop because none of us are economists or lawyers or anything like that. So we don't want to mess it up in that sense. We want to start off strong, start off solid. Um, and especially in the legal sense, because we're dealing with high school students, which are still considered minors, right? Um, not, not minors like this, right? But, um, <laughs> but like under 18. Um, so we want to make sure that everything is done correctly according to the school district standards. So that way... Um, but again, that's the easiest way for us to lose credibility. And that's not the intent of this program. It's for us to help those students by pairing them up with people that are their age. Um, we just don't want any funny business to be going on. So we want to make sure that's eliminated and it can't possibly happen um, right off the bat. So that's that's the closest goal for us right now. Uh, long term, like I said earlier, we want to scale it and kind of grow it out of the community of Canotillo just so that we can bring everyone on board. Because like you said, um, proud to be a minor, proud to come here and live in El Paso, Juarez. So it's, it's huge to, be, to bring that community together with that mentorship and expose high school students to these opportunities that um, higher education offers. Thank you, Tristan, for your time. We're truly honored to have you as a guest in the podcast. CDG, the Mike Loya Center for Innovation and Commerce and Blackstone Launchpad, wants to thank all of you, our listeners, for your constant support. Please stay tuned for upcoming episodes. And please remember to always mind, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Love you. It. Bye, Thank everyone. You. Have a good day. Bye.